Glad you're here in the new year for Bills by the Numbers, where we let the stats tell you where the Bills are at. We're brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Coming up, it's as big a final week of the regular season that the Bills have had maybe since 2017. How will the outcome change the headline on the 2023 season? We also have Dolphins radio color analyst Joe Rose joining us to talk about this matchup. And we ask our one burning question. Does skin the fins sound too violent? Bills Wall of Famer Steve Tasser, Bills insider Chris Brown here with you. Welcome to another edition of Bills by the Numbers. And it's a big week for the Bills here in Week 18. The exact scenario we were all hoping for about five weeks ago when the Bills were 6-6 six and six has come to fruition in the final week of the regular season. Miami lost two of their last four leading up to Week 18. And Buffalo won four straight to close the gap in the AFC East. Now the final game of the regular season for 2023 on Sunday night football, Bills at Dolphins. Thank you for that sound effect. It's not in the budget to have real ones. (laughs) First, Steve, your thoughts on this game at face value, knowing these two teams are far different from the ones that played one another in week four. A lot of the difference has to do with Bills' offensive coordinators different. Uh, they're in a different place with their run game. They're, uh, and, of course, the Dolphins have different guys on the field because of injuries. And I'll say this, too. The Dolphins' defense under Vic Fangio has taken a lot of leaps and bounds coming to this point. So uh, this game is going to be a little different than it was early in the season. Bills are a little health, maybe eh, a little healthier than they have been at times, but they, they're not going to be as healthy as they were at that game in week four. No. They had all their guns blazing coming into that game defensively. So it's it's different. It is going to be two different teams uh, that have happened to it, that, that have evolved from what they were in week four. I would say that Buffalo's offense, you could argue, was at its best mm-hmm. in that period of time. They had won two straight over the Raiders and Washington – and lit up the Dolphins' defense to the tune of 48 points. Josh Allen had a perfect passer rating. We haven't seen this Bills offense operate that way since then, not with that kind of consistency, particularly in the passing game I'm talking about. We saw them execute that in the run game against the Cowboys a few weeks back where they looked that good, but the passing game has not looked as good as it did in Week 4. The rest of the way here, you have to believe they're hoping – they can get back to that. I think the other thing that's different is players have emerged on Buffalo's offense, namely James Cook, Dalton Kincaid, and Khalil Shakir, three players who had yet to do much of anything Right. by the time week four rolled around earlier this season. They are critical components of this offense now. Yeah, I think the, the two that are really surprising, we kind of knew Kincaid was going to get some opportunities because of his draft position and what he showed in the preseason, but the evolution of James Cook and Khalil Shakir makes this offense different. And plus the fact that since, and it's been well publicized, that since Joe Brady took over, Diggs has gotten a lot of targets, not as many as he did in the first eight games of the year, but has still continued to get the lion's share of targets. But the ball has been spread around a lot more to a greater extent under Joe Brady. That that makes this offense look different. Plus, they've got a game under their belt where you – know, two games under their belt where they won both games. One of them, they, they had seven completed passes, and the other one, they only threw 21 times anyway. 
that's a, a very different offense than the one the Dolphins were looking at back in week four. Yeah, and you can argue Buffalo's run game looks a lot more formidable and Absolutely. must be respected more now than it was back in week four as well. On the defensive side of the ball for the Bills, I would say Rasul Douglas has been a revelation. I think he's effectively plugged the hole left behind by Tredavious White. Six takeaways in seven games in a Bills uniform. That works. Um and I think Sean McDermott has done an excellent job of finding a different way to defend at the second level without Milano for the rest mm-hmm. of the season, using and mixing and matching Tyrell Dotson and Jordan Poyer at the second level, along with a dime package to kind of stem the tide there as well. But things do look very different. As far as the Dolphins are concerned, back in week four, their defense ranked 23rd in the league overall, 24th against the run, 20th against the pass, 23rd on third down, 21st on points allowed. That's a lot of lower third rankings in the league. Right. Now at season's end, they're a top 10 defense. Yeah. Top 10 run defense, 12th against the pass, 11th on third down, but they're still 21st in points allowed, thanks in part to the 56 hung on them last week by Baltimore. Their defense is what has improved the most since the last meeting. Do those improvements hold any kind of meaning for you in this matchup or do the injuries kind of sell it a bit? No, I'm no. Vic Fangio, we knew Vic Fangio was going to make a difference with this defense. And and as we've seen in other places, most notably the Denver Broncos, who couldn't get out of their own way defensively early in the season and hung and they were absolutely historically bad. And when they get hung seventy points hung on them by this Dolphin yeah, team. Week three. They were horrible. And now the defense in Denver they're in the conversation for for getting in in the playoffs as well in, in Denver. We're, we're for a minute, so this you, we've seen this before, and that's what's happening, I think, to this Dolphin team. Vic Fangio's philosophy and his team—they're starting to get it. The, they've actually even done it amidst a ton of injuries. Bills fans know the Bills have been injured. This Dolphin team has taken it on the chin as well. Jalen Phillips out of the lineup. Chubb now out of the lineup. They're, now, that's this is a brand-new development with Chubb, but their defensive backs have been hobbled. Um, and that, So that has been something they have overcome to this point, which has been really admirable. Yeah. But I would credit Vic Fangio and his philosophy. I mean, the guy's really respected around the league. We've seen it. Give them some time, some reps on task. And defend, I think we should think about this and put this on the whiteboard in the, in the office. We've got to remember, these new defensive coordinators, it takes time for them and reps, particularly on right. the defensive side, because nobody tackles in the preseason. They've got a lot of things to learn and a lot of physicality to learn in a new defensive scheme. These teams are much, in much different places defensively than they were at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and the numbers bear that out. They are an improved unit. they got a handle on Fangio's scheme. But in my estimation, they're vulnerable now in light of all those injuries. You mentioned Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb torn ACL last week in Week 17. Xavier Howard probably not going to play with a foot injury, suffered last week as well. You've got a safety in Javon Holland, who's a Pro Bowl caliber player, but is playing with two strained MCLs in each of his knees and is dragging himself around out in the back. Uh, And then you have the offensive line shuffling. They've started 11 different offensive line combinations in 16 games. Do you believe this Dolphins team is going to still be supremely motivated knowing how many times they have come up short against the Bills before, or might these injuries kind of dampen those spirits? 
Yeah, I, I they lost big name guys. Yes, here, they did. I, I think they know too. Think about this too. They, I didn't even mention Waddle. If, for instance, uh, if if the scenarios are multiple for the Bills to get into the playoffs and make it, and there's even an opportunity or a chance that the Bills will play the Dolphins in consecutive weeks, so the Bill, Dolphins may get the Bills back the next week if the Bills somehow get in, even if they lose and that kind of thing with Jacksonville and Pittsburgh games. All that stuff is on the table. But I think this. In the scenarios we're looking at, the Dolphins are going to come out and play, but I think it comes down to the leadership of Mike McDaniel. How he handles this week is really – it's a tough spot. They're already in the playoffs. How many of those guys would really benefit from a week off? I I think all of them. All of them would. I don't know if you saw this. Tyreek Hill, whose house unfortunately caught on fire earlier this week – did you see the footage he's, of him yeah, at the he's scene? Wearing a, he's wearing a boot. His foot's in a walking boot. In a walking boot. Those guys are hobbled. A week off is an eternity in the NFL. These guys would really benefit from it. They're already in. Now, if they go to the sixth seed. And go to Kansas City. They may go to Kansas City. That, that's not – they got beat by a touchdown in Kansas City, and there was, a, there was some stuff going on in that game. That in Germany, but yes. Right, right. I think the, the Dolphins – can like take a breath and say, you know what, Kansas City is not the same Kansas City we have seen. I don't care if we go to Kansas City right now. Okay. Let's let's get if we go there healthier, we can win that game. Now the week after that, then you've got issues. But going in and winning a playoff game, I, I don't think is as big. If you're a healthier, if team. you're a healthier team, yeah. is as big an issue. If you come, if you're if you try and get got push guys out on the field, go all out. It could get worse. Right. But Mike McDaniel has said all along, job number one is winning this division. Yeah. They have to win on Sunday night and against the much... Bills to accomplish that. How many bullets do you load in the chamber, even if some of those bullets could be faulty or fail on you, and then suddenly be unavailable the next week in the playoffs? You're injured and on the road. Yeah. See, they're, and, they're, and everybody is, but the Dolphins – markedly so, are much better at home than they have been on the road. Most teams are, but the Dolphins is a little exaggerated. You need to win this game. It's a weighty decision. It is. It's really tough. It's really tough. I I don't know how you do it. The guy, I guess you can just say it. You can cut it and make it as simple as you want. Guys that are healthy enough to play are going to play. We're going to try and win. We're going to go. Guys that aren't, don't. But there's always an enormous gray area in there. This yeah. guy, Tua's got a bad shoulder. This, you know, Tyreek's got a bad ankle. Jalen Waddle's struggling to get back, trying to get back. You know, and those, that's the heartbeat of your team. Yeah. I know um, this is called Bills by the Numbers, but here's a Dolphins by the Numbers for you. In the last 50 seasons, the Dolphins are 1-11 on the road in the playoffs over the last 50 years. I know that really doesn't impact this team which hasn't been to the playoffs in several years, uh, or this iteration of the team, but still worth pointing out. Are you? It could be. I mean, it's easy to say. You're playing. You're, you practice. You live in Miami. To, when you go on the road in the playoffs and you go up to the in north, January, particularly if you're in the in your AFC East and you're in New England, New York, or Buffalo. That's a, that's a tough road to hoe. It's different. It's different. It's different conditions, and, and, and you're not used to it. And it would be different in Kansas City as well yeah. if they lose to the Bills and go there. Any place they play, it's going to be north. <laughs> is, there, is there any part of the Bills as they're currently constituted, Steve, that concerns you going into this game? 
whether it's how they're playing lately, uh, some how aspect playing, yeah, of the how team. I like the roster. They're roster. They've got enough under the hood, particularly offensively and defensively. They've been really good at making plays of late. Of course, Poyer and Hyde getting in the back in the saddle. Uh, they're not, you know, they're not as fast as they once were, but they do know how to keep a lid on Miami. Uh, as it's currently constituted, I like the roster that the Bills have got. But let's face it, they've been sputtering offensively. They've been winning, but they've been sputtering. Josh has not been throwing the ball away. He said last week the ball didn't come out of his hand well. Plus, the receivers were dropping balls as well. They weren't right on target. They didn't make any any above-average difficulty catches last week, um, early in the game anyway. And it cost them a slow start. That has been the issue. Slow starts offensively. I still believe this team has a lot under the hood offensively. I don't think Josh has been asked to carry the load like he had been in the first half of the season. Uh, if, and I don't think he has to in this game. They've got enough weapon with Shakir, with Kincaid, Knox, Cook, Diggs. There's plenty of weapons around Josh. If he gets the ball out of his hands, they can make this game go. But they've got to play well. Yes, execution is correctable. The question is, do they correct it this week and play up to their full potential? We have not seen them play their best probably since the Dallas game. Offense, defense, special teams, and a three-phase effort I think would be welcome by everybody tuning into this one uh, in a big way. So hopefully that does take place i would say the one concern i have in the passing game is it doesn't seem like there is collectively i'm talking separation early in the down to give josh easy answers now i did watch last week's game and there were times where there were check down options running open underneath and josh chose not to go to them he wants to get the whole enchilada on one play Mm -hmm. instead of taking what the defense gives him i hope he gets back to that as well The one thing we've said all along that allows Buffalo's opponents to hang around with them and sometimes beat them, turnovers. In their last 21 primetime games, dating back to 2018, the Bills are a minus 12 in the turnover margin, which ranks 31st in the league over that span. Shockingly, they are 14-7, and one loss record over that span. But on Sunday night, they're going against the number one scoring team in football. What's the level of concern there? Yeah, it's a concerning. Those guys can play, and they can light it up fast. Um, you can't turn the ball over against that right. team. They'll stick it in the end zone. That's right. Uh, and that's that's nothing new. And they didn't in week four. That's nothing new. Yeah, Josh had four touchdowns, zero interceptions in that game, and it showed. Um, it's I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Sometimes it can be either one. When, when you go back and look at a former game, a, a previous matchup with the team you're playing, in the, particularly in the division like you get every year, Sometimes if you look terrible, it's a good thing for you at the moment because yeah. it's like, oh, gosh, we're going to play so much better. Let's go. We can play better than that. But if you play great like the Bills did against Miami, it can also be good because it's like, listen, you remember what you did? You just took what was there, took what was there, took what was there, and you guys made plays. Um, you're talking about the quarterback's mindset and even the entire offense's mindset. So right. there's a lot to – there's a lot of – you can think on both of them, but also – the, the opposite can be true as well. If you look bad, you're thinking, man, oh, man, what am I, you know. And if you look great, you start to you take your foot off the gas thing and, you know, and your preparation suffers because of it. To, to get a bit more on where the Dolphins are at this week, we check in with Miami Dolphins radio color analyst Joe Rose. 
All right, Joe, I guess the biggest thing to get out of the way first is where is the vibe with this team in the locker room? They sustained two pretty important injuries last week. We know they're not going to have Chubb. Doesn't look good for Xavier and Howard. Those are two pretty important players on the defensive side of the ball, especially in light of the losses they've incurred already. What, what is the vibe of this team going into the most important game of the regular season? Well, you know, for weeks, guys, and it's, it's great to be with both you guys and Steve for through the years, man. Thank you for everything. You're always great about coming on with us down here, usually, and when they have really good teams. So, you know, here we go again, fellas. But right. I, I think the vibe is they know how important this game is. You know, uh, I heard Tua talking yesterday, like, listen, man, home field, to win 11 games and, and you know, we let that Tennessee game slip away that could come back to haunt this team. Baltimore is just on fire right now. And uh, I don't know if we played our best, we're going to have a chance to win that game, but they, they win by 37. And if you're a true two seed, you don't want to lose by 37, whether you're at home or on the road. So, but, um, and then on top of that, you, you brought up a great point when, when Chubb went down, uh, boy, there were a lot of guys that took that almost as hard as the game because he's been so good. Bradley Chubb has been really, really good with pressures and sacks. Probably should have 15, 16 sacks, and he's gone over the top of quarterbacks, and they've ducked under him in the recent weeks. Uh, and then the other one, I, I tell you what, man, Xavier Howard is out for this game, and that is a huge loss because we saw last week the drop-off uh, with the guys behind him, Eli Apple, and Cater Kohu, who just had a rough game early in the season with Stefan Diggs one-on-one. So so I think those guys are aware of all this stuff we're talking about, but uh, they feel pretty good about being back home where we have been really good. And I think they've looked at the Bills and said, hey, the Bills are finding ways to win, to win four. I should have won five straight that Eagles game. I thought you guys probably have been saying the same thing, totally outplayed the Eagles to deserve to win that game. But you're finding ways to win, but at times it, it still looks a little shaky. So I think the Dolphins still feel pretty good. But coming off a week like last week, it'll be interesting. And, and the battle-tested Bills, man, they've been in so many of these games. Got to ask you, too, how's Mike McDaniel uh, handling the philosophy of this game? Certainly you want to win this game, but you got some guys that are, that are in the gray area of whether they can play or whether they can't play. Certainly – you, you'd love to have home games, but there's also that balance. You got guys like Waddle, you got Tyreek. They're, you know, Tyreek's walking around in a boot. You know, right. Waddle is, is trying to get back. But there's also the thought that even if you get the sixth seed, going to Kansas City against this Chiefs team is a little different than it has been in years past. But, you know, what's the philosophy of weighing, get, pushing guys to play or getting them a week off and getting them healthier so you have a better chance to, in the following week? You know, Steve, you sound like an old school. I think I heard like some of my guys I play with. I heard a little old school, like anybody that can play needs to play. Right. And not worry about that that game and try to get home field. Uh, they know how important home field is. You guys do too, and how good you guys have been on, on your home field. But it is unknown. Now, you know, Mostert will play. Rob Hunt is a is a is our best one of our best offensive linemen. I think he's gonna be back, and I'm playing doctor right now on you. I don't know about Waddle. Um, right. he, 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 he was pretty banged up, and he is so important. You know, you, you talk about another one of those. You can lose pieces on your team, but they can't be the best player pieces, especially when you don't have people to replace them, and the drop-off is what we're talking yeah. about here. 
But, uh, boy, um, there are a lot of guys saying, hey, Waddle's going to play. He's going to come back. And I think Mike is taking this approach. You guys just watch practice, get as much treatment as possible. We'll make a decision on Saturday with you guys. Uh, but he has been he has been real player friendly on this. Hey, let's go next week. Let's go next week and a week healthier. But hey, we've run out of weeks, guys. Right. I mean, we've run out of weeks. And like you said, if, if we lose this one, that's not going to be easy. No matter what Kansas City team that you guys know that they're good in cold weather, warm weather, and you know they can always step it up and not talk about a team knows how to play in big games. So I, I just think. There's a real strong belief on this team. We got to get it done against the Bills at home. The last one I've got for you, Joe, concerns the Vic Fangio defense. You know, earlier in the season, they were still trying to get their legs underneath them, get a feel for this scheme. Now you're here at the end of the season, and I think they don't get enough credit. They're a top 10 defense now here at the end of the year. It looks like they've kind of found their footing and their roles within Fangio's scheme. I know it hasn't always been perfect. I know they got lit up for 56 last week, but. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the year here, year one under Fangio, they're a top 10 defensive unit. Where have you seen the greatest improvement with this group? Um, stability, um, pretty sound, don't make mistakes. By the way, you make mistakes and you can't think on your feet and making adjustments, Vic Fangio will not play. He'll go old school on you in a heartbeat and you can go sit in a corner and, and watch practice because he's got to have guys he trusts, mixes up zone with man, Gives you a lot of different looks. Don't they don't blitz a lot. Now that could change with two of your best pass rushers now, Phillips and, and Bradley Chubb out. That could change some. Um, but but they've got a lot of good players uh out there. Um he has still, believe it or not, we we're number four last week before this this game. They just gave up all the yards and points now at 10. But um he's just been he's real a stickler on if you're supposed to be in a certain gap, play the gap. If you're supposed to do this, I gotta, I gotta mentally trust you that whatever we talk about, you're gonna do. And if not, he won't play. Hey, listen, he said, he's, he's had second round pick. Cam Smith can't get on the field and he'll play a rookie free agent out of Stanford in the same thing, in the same position. He, he doesn't care. He came in and he said, I didn't draft any of these guys. It's my defense. We're gonna do it my way. He's got a pretty good track record everywhere he's been of, of having success. And, uh, I, I guess this week we're all we're all wondering about that Stefan Diggs because he he took some heat for Stefan Diggs um, when he talked and after the Bills game you guys win by four touchdowns and Stefan Diggs has got Cater Kohu on him and he had a field day and and so um, I am curious to see if he adjusts that and says hey we we can't have him we got to stop the run but we can't have their number one receiver. Go for a big game. We got to have those other guys try to beat us, and and you got a bunch of good players, a good young tight end. But uh, he's been pretty smart. But he's going to have to trust some guys. They're going to have to play a lot more this week that haven't had to be as big a part of this thing so far this year. Joe, it's great talking to you as always. Look forward to crossing paths with you again sometime soon. Thanks for joining us. Hey man, always. You guys, thank you. And hey, I hope we have a good game. And you guys just won't go away for us, man. Just, <laughs> you guys are very nice. Just once. I know. Just I'll once. tell you what, though. It's listen. We were in the we were in, we were in no man's land for 17 years. So it's nice to have a big game and meaningful game at the end of it. So it's good to see you guys again. All right. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, very Joe. Much. 
Hey, Bills fans, get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Just download the app today to play any way you want. Plus, with live betting, you'll get updated odds on games that have already started. Best of all, you get paid your winnings fast. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the Buffalo Bills. We transition to the numbers game where Steve will be tasked with Bills Dolphins series trivia. All right, here we go. Question number one, Steve. The last time the Bills and Dolphins played in the final week of the regular season for the AFC East title was 1981. A game won by Miami in the Orange Bowl by a final of 16-6. to Can you name the two starting quarterbacks in that game for the Bills and Dolphins? All right. Um, Don Cockroft. Incorrect. Joe Ferguson. Correct. And was it David Woodley or somebody like that? Is that your final answer? Okay. It is correct. David Woodley. Well done. Well done. I'm liking that guess. Yeah, well, you know, right in your time period here. I was, yeah. Question number two. Since 2000, how many times have the Bills played the Dolphins in the final week of the regular season? Since 2000, 23 years. I'm going to say three. Oh, you're close. It's four times. You're right there. Question number three. What is Buffalo's record in those four games? One and three. That is incorrect. Two and two. Incorrect again. It was three and one, Steve. Their only loss came in 2002. The other three wins all came in the Sean McDermott era. 2017, 2018, 2021. Final question, Steve, in the Sean McDermott era. Which team has more 20-plus yard plays against the other, Buffalo or Miami? In, in, in the McDermott era, since 2017, which team do you think has more 20-plus yard plays against Buffalo. the other? Buffalo. And you would be correct. Yeah. Buffalo with 67. Yeah. Joshy, yeah. <laughs> Miami has 41. I would yeah. imagine that Miami is closing the gap to some extent, but... There you go. Yeah. Pretty pretty interesting there in our numbers game edition this week. On we go to the free-to-play Pick'em game on FanDuel.com called High Low. Pick a player or team to score highest or lowest in a statistical category to earn points. The more points you get, the more you can win. Up to $10,000, in fact, in total prizes every Sunday. Steve will get us started with the high for passing yards All this right. week. Uh, I know that I take a lot of pot shots at the Detroit Lions, but I'm taking them this week. They got <laughs> the two-point conversion last week, and Dallas is going to stick in their craw. They're going to come out with their foot on the gas. Dan Campbell, is his leadership is just this kind of just this kind of way. They're going to come out and really be angry, and I think they're going to take advantage of the Vikings' pass defense. So Lions, high for passing yards. All right, I'm taking the other franchise that Steve isn't fond of, the Chicago Bears. The Bears have improved this season, but they still don't light up the stat sheet in the passing game, they're facing the 11th-ranked pass defense of the Packers. I'm not anticipating a big day. Give me the Bears. Low for passing yards. All right. I like Bijan Robinson this week for the Falcons going up against the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are 21st in the league against the run, and Robinson is dynamic weapon. I could see him trying to put a, a bow on his little rookie season there. 
So I'm going to take Bijan Robinson high for rushing yards. Low for rushing yards. I'm going to take a chance on Aaron Jones. He's going against the number one run defense in football of the Bears, and he continues to split time with A.J. Dillon. So I think Jones will be kept under wraps. All right. High for receiving yards. I'm going to go back to the Lions game and take Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's going to be productive against the Vikings pass defense. Jared Goff loves the guy. So Amon Ross St. Brown for high and receiving yards. Not many good options on the listings this week on the low end for receiving yards, but I'm going to take DJ Moore of the Bears. The Packers have a lot to play for sitting in the seventh and final playoff spot heading into Week 18, so I think they'll do everything they can to shut Moore down, being the top option in Chicago's passing attack, so I'll take Moore low for receiving yards. We finish now with our one burning question. In this final game of the regular season, Steve, besides Josh Allen, who is the difference maker? against the Dolphins Sunday night for you? I think it's going to be Khalil Shakir. Um, I think the middle of the field is going to be vulnerable. I think Kincaid is an option, but I think Shakir is going to be the guy that is going to come open. Josh is going to find him. I think he's going to be the guy that moves the sticks, maybe breaks a tackle, maybe gets from like a 25-yard touchdown pass from mm. catch and run. I like it. That kind of thing. And I think that's – so I'm going to take, I'm going to take Khalil. I'll take the defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to say Ed Oliver is going to make some giant play in the backfield, whether it's a force fumble, a sack, something like that. I think it's going to turn the fortunes of the game for Buffalo. That's it for this edition of Bills by the Numbers. Feel free to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use. That way you know when our next episode is out. Because when you need to know about the Bills, you need to check Bills by the Numbers. For Steve Tasker, I'm Chris Brown. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon, everybody.